they're giving the land away for free because they're going to reap benefits. Yes, it sounds crazy they're giving away free land. Mm -hmm. From the other side of things, it makes complete sense for them to offer a program like this. Because the community is going to reap all the benefits and they need this. If they don't have people, they have nothing. Welcome to Turning Profit, a podcast for people that love real estate. Learn the business models and skills that professional real estate investors use to make money and build wealth. Visit turningprofit.com for a wealth of investor resources. And now, here are your hosts, Pete and Heather Reese. Welcome to the Turning Profit podcast. Heather, it's so great to be here once again. I know. Another exciting week, right? Yeah, another exciting week. And today is ultra exciting. You know why? No, but you're going to tell me. Because we are going to be talking about free land. Oh, free, okay. I like free land. Free land. Now, these are actual, uh, we are going to be talking about places that are actually giving away free land if you move there. So, so I thought this was going to be an interesting topic for a podcast. So the catch is you have to move there. Well, in some cases, yeah. Um, you know, each of these places has their own criteria, mm -hmm. but... Um, you know, all there's 15 different places we've got in the United States where they are actually giving away free land. And, you know, sometimes you have to move there or have to build a house or do something with it. Wait, but this reminds me of like homesteading where you had to put up a certain amount of fence. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like learning in history class? Like, it's you, kind of like that. Yeah, if you went and you like laid stake to it, is that mm -hmm. what it's called? It's, Maybe. It's something like that. And then you had to put up a certain amount of like fence or something in a certain amount of time and... Yeah, they had requirements, uh -huh. so like you had to build a home or a certain size house or something like that in a certain amount of time, and then the land is yours. You know, the one thing that that like always kind of caught my attention about that was I remember my teacher saying, yeah, that's why they had so many children, because they needed help them <laughs> building the fences. Yeah, okay. Well, Maybe, but isn't that weird? That's like the one thing that sticks with me. So it, that's still happening today. It's still happening. Well, I think these are some progressive towns mm -hmm. that are trying to get people to move there, bring some economy to their local mm -hmm. area. And they've come up with some unique ideas in order to do that. I wonder how they acquire the land. Because normally cities don't necessarily, I mean, some cities own or municipalities or counties or whatever own land. But normally it's private party. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was donated. Maybe it was just part of the city owned property. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they took it back in a tax sale. I have no idea. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, did any of these like pique your interest? You know, I mean, we've got, <laughs> we've got land all over. Do you the say no? <laughs> Well, I mean, we're we're fine here, you know, living where we're, we're at. Were there so. any that you were like, ah, I mean, obviously not considerate, considerate, but kind of for a we'll second you were like. We'll go through the list and you can tell me. I mean, I think there's some pretty cool spots on here. And okay. I, you know. That's what I'm trying to get at. Mm -hmm. Were there any that were like not the center of the desert in Nevada? No. Okay. So that's, no, that's no, what, no, they're not the center okay. of the desert in Nevada. Okay. So like, and you can get resources to these places. Oh yeah. They're, they're, not they're like, cities. They have public services. They have, you know, they have stuff going on. Now, the, now some of them are more towns than cities, but, mm -hmm. but they actually have things going on. They have a little local economy and they're trying to grow that local economy. Well, in some of our travels, these are been, have been some of the most fun places that we've visited. Yep. The kind of, I mean, I don't know to, to what extent I haven't seen this list at all, but, okay. um, but the, we've been to someone, I was like, this is like, why does no one know about this? This is like a really cool little town. So I bet it's something like that. Yep. And, and I would think that these towns are kind of innovative. Like if you look at it in that way, they're willing to do something that a lot of places haven't, wouldn't or couldn't or shouldn't or whatever, you know? I know. They're I think it's cool. They're thinking outside the box. Yeah. Okay. So are you going to just like jump in and tell me some places or what sure, are Sure. We we'll just go down the list. Like I said, we've got 15 of them mm -hmm. and this may, you know, this, these are all the them that we could find. We did a pretty exhaustive search, mm -hmm. but I'm not saying that there might be others out there that we're, we missed. But this is a pretty extensive list. We'll actually post this on our blog. 
So if you're I'm interested in pulling up a map on my phone so I can see like where okay. give a little more context to each of these ones. So. I've got the maps up here, Heather. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> but we'll post this on our blog and we'll put a link if you're watching this on our um, YouTube channel. We'll put a link in the description. But if you're listening to this, just go to turningprofit.com and go to the, uh, the latest episodes of the podcast and you'll see it there. Let's get started. Okay. The first one, Heather. First one is in New Richland, Minnesota. Right. Okay. So this is kind of like above the border, mid Iowa, above mid Iowa. Okay. Closer to the border. Not exactly, but okay. Closer so, to the border of Canada or? No, or, like closer to the border of Iowa. So it's okay. like the south of Minnesota. Uh -huh. It's south of Minneapolis. Um, not too far from, I mean, relatively speaking, Wisconsin. I mean, okay, you can get to Wisconsin. You can get to Iowa. You can get to Minneapolis not too far. Okay, this is not like, this is a pretty cool little spot. Right. So they're giving away a quarter acre plot of land in the home stake subdivision. Home stake subdivision. Okay, I right. don't have that. But okay. I mean, this is a tiny little town. But, you know, it's got some, it, it looks like it could be kind of cute. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not opposed to this one. Yeah. It's got a Casey's takeout. I have no idea what that is, but Casey's I want to- Casey's takeout? Sounds good. I want to explore that. Okay, so this is in a Dollar General, so what okay. more do they need, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's got a Dollar General, uh -huh. then it's got stuff happening. So, uh, like I said, we've got all these posted on this blog post with links to all the details of this this information. You wrote point two six. So is that the size of the? Yeah, the those lot? are the size of the lots they're giving. So away. like a quarter acre lot. Yeah, quarter acre lot. That's, that's I not mean, bad. It's decent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the quarter acre lot. I mean, that's a little over ten thousand square feet. That's that's a lot of square feet. Right. That's like a, a that's decent, a big that's a big size lot. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. What else? We've All got right. Here? We've got Claremont, Minnesota. That's number two. Now these are in no particular order. I'm not saying any of these are better than the other. But these are the order on this piece of paper. So that's why I numbered them. Okay. Well, I think there's some sort of bias <laughs> there. In Claremont, Minnesota, they're giving away nine lots, and you must meet established income limits. Less than $129,000 for a family of three plus. So they're giving them away, but they're saying you can't make more than $129,000 per year. That's interesting because um, that one's, this one's not too far, by the way. This is right under Minneapolis as well. Maybe this is um, part of, of their, you know, a lower income housing mm -hmm. type incentive that they're doing for their community. That's, I think, pretty high for a small town in, in Minnesota. Right. But that's combined with the whole family, you know, family of three yeah, plus. Yeah, but, but still, that's not... Right. You know, like that's actually like right. lower income, even in a high income area mm -hmm. or higher. Yeah, cost that's not, not too bad. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, not too bad. It's interesting <clears throat> when they say that because you think I think the initial thing you're probably thinking is like they want high income earners. Mm. You know, what I mean, like right. we're trying to attract, but they're that. I mean, that's not a bad income, but um, it's probably actually pretty high. Mm -hmm. But um, that's interesting. Yeah. That they have a, a you have to make less than. Okay, and nine lots, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. so um, so I don't know any of the details about their program aside from the fact that you cannot make more than 129000 a year. Okay. Next, we've got Halstead, Minnesota. There's a bunch of Minnesotas yeah, here. Yeah, I'm, right? I'm looking at that. I'm like, wait, I was going to get the thing. I, was <laughs> I don't like, know oh, why. I, I should have shuffled them up more. No, no, no. Actually, this is pretty good because yeah. then you could, you could, if you're like, okay, I, I wouldn't mind living in Minnesota, which is, we've been. Yeah, Minnesota's nice. No, it's not bad, mm -hmm. right? It's it's cold. That's, I guess that's Isn't the Isn't the Mall of America in Minnesota? Minneapolis? Mm hmm yeah, I that's think Minnesota so, yeah. Case. Yeah, thank you. I know. I was just. Saying that out loud. I think so, right? I think so. That's why I asked. I don't know. I'm not pulling my phone out again for this one, but because uh, now I'm interested in the details. You piqued yes. my interest. It's not just about the location. Yes. Yeah. I think that if you're like, okay, now you've got some options that you could go down to. I would, if you're considering this, I would fly out to Minnesota and I would drive to Shop each. for a new town. Well, I, I mean, seriously though, like drive Pretty to cool. all these different ones and 
kind of cool. Okay. Okay, so this Details. one says they're giving away five lots mm -hmm. ranging from 95 yeah, like, feet by 130 feet, or 0.2 acres to 0.36 acres. So a quarter acre to a little over a third of an acre. No connections fees for utilities. The recipient must submit to the city of Halstead a completed application and pre-approval for proof of financing. Mm -hmm. And all blueprints associated with the new house, which must have an assessed value of at least one hundred seventy-five thousand. Okay, so <laughs> so, I, they, so they'll give you the, they'll give you the land for free, but they want to make sure you're building a decent house there. Okay, so but my question is, can I get like at least can they hold the the lot for me before I go through the expense of doing? You know what I mean? I don't. Although, you're going to have to talk to the city of Halstead about okay. that. Okay, yeah, I'm, go, I'm going I, I to have to. I don't have the answers for you. I have a feeling. Okay, first of all, those are decent sized lots especially for like kind of an in-town kind of thing. It's kind of cool because you and your neighbors, all five of them would all be under the same kind of thing. So like you meet like-minded people, I would think that are kind of adventurous in the same way. That's cool. Yep. Um, I like in that price range, you could probably buy some of those pre-made blueprints, you know, like the oh, plans, yeah. mm -hmm. you know yeah. what I mean? Like you could just do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that might, and I, and I appreciate that there's no connection fees for the utilities. Thank yeah. you very much. There we go. Means that they're there ready and they're not going to charge me. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good job, Halstead. Yeah. Next one, Halstead. number four, Halstead. Stod. I don't know. Okay. Halstead. Uh, next one, number four is Argyle, Minnesota. So this one is the city of Argyle is offering free lots to anyone building a home within one year with title to transfer at the time of construction. Guess their deal is that they're giving away free lots to anyone that wants to build a home there. And you just have to build a home, start building a home within one year. So... And title will transfer to that lot as soon as you start building. So that's, I guess, their their stipulation. So I'm sure there's a lot of fine print in all of these, uh, but this is just what we found on the internet. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that you can join our community for free at landconquest.com. Inside, you'll get all the resources, training, and support for building a thriving land flipping business. Once again, that's landconquest.com. All right, enjoy the rest of the show. But a lot of like people, I think, think there's like some sort of trigger uh, they just want to bring in like property taxes and mm -hmm. trying to revive yeah that's right you'll be you'll be a property taxpayer once you build a home there so then and obviously you'll be adding to the local economy you'll be buying stuff you'll be going to restaurants you know all these types of things that uh that keep things moving so they know in order to flourish long term they need more people they need more people living there right and you know the whole thing about stable housing is stable economies stable families stable i mean it's it's like a home base so mm -hmm. they know that if they can cement more of those that it'll uplift everything i guess mm -hmm. um i like the next name for the next one middle river minnesota it's kind of cute right yeah yeah that's cool middle river minnesota mm -hmm. And they are giving away pretty large lots, yeah. 0.68 acres, free lot, free building permit, two years free basic water and sewer, and many other incentives linked on the website. Okay, we're going. Okay. They had me at free water. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. Mm -hmm. Very like, cool. You know, especially, you know, I was just thinking through this, especially if you were someone that had some skills with construction or contacts or something like that, you could probably get your home built reasonably. I know the materials are expensive these days, but, but I think it's less than it was. Right. It's come it, down. It has come back mm -hmm. down to reality. But, well, but the yeah, but the interesting thing is, you know, if you're, if you're handy and you could do a lot of the stuff yourself and you get a free lot and, you know, you could probably end up with a really good amount of equity 
as soon as you get the thing done. Right. And it's kind of a cool story. Just kind of mm-hmm. fun. I don't know. A new adventure. Maybe a if new you're, adventure. You know. Yes. And then plus you're not having to pay for water and sewer for the past for the first couple of years or a building permit. All kind of cool stuff. That actually does add up. I know. It's just those little things. Too. Some of these areas, the building permits are just very, very high, especially here in California. Crazy. Yeah. Well, and, that's, and then you have school fees and you have all these other fees in order to just build a build a home. So I know we would joke around here that when someone remodels their house, they force them to um, redo the pavement in front of it. Mm-hmm. So you can see whose house has been remodeled in the past. You know, what I mean, yeah. it's like just by that. But a lot of places don't have like when you say free water and free sewer, that could be a a lot of money in Southern California. Yeah, I know. There it might not be as much, but it's still probably relative to the price of the home. Okay, let's uh, let's move on from Minnesota. Next, we have got Lincoln, Kansas, number six. Now, with Lincoln, Kansas, you get a 0.32 acres to 0.8 acres, anywhere in that range. The primary design criteria for building on any of these lots includes the house having a minimum of 1,300 square feet. Okay. It's uh, exclusive of the basement, the garages, the porches. Yeah, so not including any of that stuff. Special living space For a one-story home and 900 square feet for a two-story home. Each house shall have a two-car garage, shall be in a permanent foundation, have a minimum roof, roof slope of 5 to 12 pitch, and overhangs no less than 12 inches. So <laughs> I guess some, some areas may be a little more restrictive than others. But, you know, they're giving away a pretty decent size uh, yeah. piece, of, piece of land, uh, 0.32 acres to 0.8 acres. And Lincoln, Kansas may be a cool place. I have never been there, but, you know, they've got some innovative programs, I guess. I know. I'm yawning. I, I noticed you're drinking Am coffee. Am I boring you? No, this okay. is like the most ridiculous thing. I have no idea why I'm yawning because this is actually really interesting. But and then I noticed you drinking your coffee while I'm sitting here like... Uh, this one's interesting. The square you know, part of it's just kind of funny to me, but they might just have some old that these might be for anybody building a home. It might not be specific to this project right. and they might just be like throwing it out there. Yeah. Yeah. They might. They're just upfront about it. But yeah, like, I mean, no. this, that's not like crazy criteria. 1300 square feet is not a not a, like an enormous home and a 900 square feet if it's a two story. I mean, that's I would think most people would probably want to build bigger than that. Yeah. But we need to make a big fit about this. Um, overhangs no less than 12 inches. Like I like my <laughs> 11 inch overhangs. And yeah. Forget them. My five to 12 pitch. No, yeah. that is just not going to happen. You don't like that roof pitch. No, that's no. just yeah. who does that? Who would live with I that? I don't know. Isn't that, I mean, it's just funny to me when they include like the, the random things, not like, you know, I think it'd be interesting. I haven't seen any of these that want any sort of like solar, like must have solar. Mm. That would be kind of a. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. So let's move on to number seven. That would be Mankato, Kansas. Mankato, Kansas. They are giving away 26 lots in the Johnston, uh, Johnson edition. Construction shall be a single family unit built on site or modular construction. And then construction must be a minimum of 1,200 square feet. So that's their criteria. Um, I mean, that really jumps out at me because if there's a lot of modulars you can get relatively. Oh, yeah. I mean, relatively. And it can be quick, too. Yeah. Especially if you're putting it on a lot with uh-huh. utilities and everything there. I mean, you can be living in, in that place pretty quickly. Right. In, in months, maybe. Mm-hmm. Even. That's really interesting because you're kind of thinking, like, if you have a location-independent job, you know, these are things to consider. Especially if they've got good internet. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got Plainville, Kansas. Okay. Plainville, I have a feeling Kansas. it's not quite as plain as it sounds. Okay. Right? Yes. So lots are uh, 0.33 acres, okay. and homes must be new construction with a full foundation. That's that's their criteria. Mm-hmm. Plainville, Kansas. I don't know anything about that either, but uh, maybe it's a cool place. Next, we've got Osborne, Kansas. So uh, we've got a number of Kansas locations, uh, as well as the Minnesota ones mm-hmm. that we started out with. 
So no cost residential housing lots in the Sunset Edition. Um, building complete with 24 within 24 oh, months. Oh, okay. So they want you to have your building complete within 24 months and be a minimum of 1,400 square feet on the ground level. Sounds so, good to me. Sounds reasonable. Yeah. Sounds reasonable. Next, let's move on to the state of Iowa. Uh, in Iowa, we've got one in Manila, Iowa. Not Manila in the Philippines, Manila, yeah, Iowa. Like... And it's 16 uh, single family lots in the S- Sunrise Second Edition. And that uh, must build a single family residence on the lot. That's all they're looking for. They just want you to build a home on the lot. They don't care what kind of home it is, I guess. Just right. build something. It looks like maybe Iowa might have some other ones. Um, another one in Kansas might too, but we don't know. So yeah, kind of we Google not, search a little. Yeah, we were not see. able to verify that those programs are still mm-hmm. running. A couple of them. And uh, uh, yeah, a couple more in mm-hmm. Iowa. Maybe they sold out. Maybe. Sold out. They might have, uh-huh. actually. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So I, I think this does work. I it would be fun to follow along. It'd actually be fun to interview someone who created this pro. See how it's going, and that would be fun. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one. Uh, we have got Curtis, Nebraska. I feel like I've heard of Curtis. I feel like I've heard of Curtis, Nebraska. Have you? I don't think so. No. That's weird. Okay, go on. So in Curtis, Nebraska, you need to construct a single-family home in Curtis, meeting certain specifications. That's good, not somewhere else. <laughs> yes, within a specified time period, and receive the lot for free. Also offers free industrial or commercial land for businesses relocating. So okay, they're that taking could it a step cool. further. I mean, can you imagine if you're like, okay, I'm going to build my house? Because it's going to be a lot more reasonable, I would assume, to build in these places too. And then you have a location independent company, maybe manufacturing. Like they're smart to do that because yeah. if people need jobs, but you then you've got... I mean that's pretty brilliant. Yeah, commercial industrial, you know, mm-hmm. you could you could build a, you know, some sort of profitable business there where it doesn't matter if you're near a big city or something like that. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool. Next we've got Beatrice, Nebraska. Sounds cool. Now this they've got a different type of program. It's called a mo like, <laughs> mo to own program. Okay. Uh, meaning maintain a vacant city-owned lot and then get the opportunity to acquire it. It's open to residents of Gage County, Nebraska and surrounding counties. Isn't that cool? Like you mow the lot and apparently there's some sort of criteria. You probably just don't mow it one time, but you probably keep up on that lot and probably file some paperwork and they'll give it to you eventually. That's pretty cool. That's really Especially cool. Especially if you live somewhere around there. Yeah. Then you don't have to build anything even. You could well, like... have the kids doing that. Just like <laughs> mow a bunch of lots and then they get to keep them. That'd be really, eventually. really yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. And then Elwood, Nebraska has a program. Okay. Elwood, Nebraska. Now, they're giving away 0.29 acre lots, and they must be built on and occupied within two years. Must be owner-occupied residential construction. So I guess they don't want you building rental homes. They want you to owner-occupy that. That's interesting. I'm sure the other ones have those clauses, too. But it's interesting that they put that up there. Maybe there are some that don't have it. Yeah. Okay. This is interesting because um, Colorado is hot. So where is this one in? It's pretty cold, actually, right now. (laughs) Well, it's very cold right now. (laughs) Uh, Flagler, Colorado. Now, this is only for businesses that will offer employment opportunities in the community. They are giving away free land to those businesses. That's another cool thing. See? That's a pretty cool program. Mm-hmm. It's it's a win-win, I would say. Uh, yeah, 100%. And then Buffalo, New York. Okay. Okay, Buffalo, New York. We're going to tell you a story about Buffalo, New York after we tell you about their free land program. Are we really going to tell that story? Yes. It's a urban homestead program. You must be a resident of the city. And there's two land options, a vacant lot next to existing residence mm. and vacant lots for home construction. I like that they're doing this. So they're pretty much saying like, hey, if you adopt the piece of land next to your house and you mm-hmm. take care of it, you help us clean up the city, 
I'm assuming that's what they mean. Yes. You can annex it onto your property and get it. Like that's brilliant. Yep. Because now you're like, okay, I'll take care of that. You're you're using the, the whole thing is to clean up the city or not to clean up, but like to keep it maintained, right? And then a second one where it's just, if you want to build a new new construction. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So our little story uh, about Buffalo was that- uh, It's over 20 years ago now. A long time ago, yes. I got the great idea that I was going to, I was looking on eBay and mm-hmm. eBay used to have a really kind of dynamic eBay homes mm-hmm. section where you could bid on homes all over the country. And I was seeing these properties in Buffalo, New York, and they were going so cheap, like hundreds of dollars. And they looked cool. See, here's the thing. Yeah, they were they were worn out and everything, uh-huh. but they looked cool. They had history. They were like those old you know, craftsmen's, Victorians. They, they were just Victorians. Yeah, I guess Victorians. Mm-hmm. We saw so much potential in them. Are you looking to scale your land flipping business quickly? Well, we're happy to present our new cutting edge system built specifically for land flippers. Take a look at the Land Conquest business system today and you'll gain full access to a customizable pre-made website, CRM, dedicated phone numbers, text automations, 24-7 support, and more. It's basically a business in the box. Go to software.landconquest.com to learn more. Right. And living in Southern California where the prices were really high, it was kind of like, well, that would be cool to just buy and flip, you know, some of those properties. So we bought one with the intent of flipping it. Now, we didn't find it on eBay. I ended up talking to a real estate agent out there and he talked me into buying (laughs) property that um, he had listed or something. Yeah, but we weren't going to do like how we flip the land sometimes we don't do much to it. We Uh actually were going to rehab them. Right. That was because we were going to try to restore them and then sell them, you know, or even rent them out. Okay, go on. I pretty much trusted him. And he was actually, you know, he was actually pretty right on his pricing. You know, Mm -hmm. we got it for a good deal. He found a contractor to do the rehab for us. The contractor took half our money and didn't do anything. We had to hire another contractor to finish it up. And then we eventually sold it after a long time. I mean, when I say a long time, it was probably a year or something like that. I don't know. Was it longer? No, I think it was right around a year. And and the thing too is, how much was it? I don't know, twenty thousand. Yeah, it was. And we like, sold it for forty thousand. Yeah, it was super cheap. Like we're right. not talking like high dollar or anything. But uh-huh. um, we lost money on the contractor. That first contractor. The uh-huh. second one did a barely. Yeah, he got it saleable. Right. It was not. <laughs> and these are not like fancy. It wasn't like a fancy flip or anything like that. But but it was it was interesting. It was another. It was another era because there were no online tools like Zillow. MLS listings were barely on the internet. I mean, they were, but it was know, very limited, inf- very yeah. limited information. And it was—it's just a whole different game now. You know, like what we do with our land flipping is that we buy properties all over the country. We've got so much information at our fingertips that we don't even need to go see these properties, or no. we could tell what they're worth without going out there, any of that type of stuff. But back then it was so different and it shied us away from doing remote real estate investing for a mm-hmm. long time because it was such a cumbersome process and we didn't we didn't have the tools that we needed to, to really make that happen. No. So everything's changed now. But, right, but also like the, the cheaper the prop, uh, the property, the more the hassle. It was yes. like hard to get people to do it. You know, something I remember from that was that's a table close state, right? A table close, like uh, when you buy it and sell it. Is the table attorney? The, the there's table. an attorney that's involved yeah. there, but yeah. Anyways, I think that I think it is. But anyways, I remember that the, that agent hooked us up with an attorney to get it closed, and he was like, "Don't do it. You're too oh, far yeah. away." The attorney <laughs> that the agent, like his friend, was like, "You should don't do this. Don't do it. There, no one's gonna fix it." Like, we did it, but we didn't lose money. We didn't lose money, and no. and we learned a lot about. 
about real estate and all that kind of stuff, but uh, I just think it's really funny. Well, the worst part was that it made us gun shy about investing right. remotely for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that is true. Like that was the kind of the kicker. But live and learn. Uh huh. But it could have been really cool. Like I still would love to do that. But also, I I understand my limitations. That I'm not um I'm not good at construction. So mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, I don't really like managing construction projects either. I mean, it's not, it's not fun for me. No. And that's one of the hardest things is finding people. Mm-hmm. And that's why we love land flipping so much. Cause that's, you don't have to do those right. things. So we're buying and selling these properties and obviously we're doing some improvements at some of these mm-hmm. properties, but getting brush cleared and getting a survey done or something like that are completely different than doing an entire rehab on these homes when, you know, the problem is that you start on these projects and as soon as you start opening up walls, you're going to find all kinds of stuff that, that you're going to have to fix that you didn't originally budget for. So you don't have those kinds of surprises with land. I mean, not generally. No. And, and you can mitigate those. And normally you know about them beforehand. That's the goal. Right. I mean, but like right before you close, you might still find some sort of, oh no, yes but it's normally before you close. As opposed to the house could be inspected, it could look great and everything. And then literally like there's an oh no that you had no, there you would not never have known until you got into it. So. Yeah. So this was our, our list of 15 places in the United States where they're giving away free land. Uh, go check it out. We've got it on our uh, website. Mm-hmm. It's linked under this video if you're watching on YouTube or if you are listening to it, just go to turningprofit.com and look at the latest episode there, and there will be a link to all this information. If this sounds interesting, you should jump on it. I think people are probably thinking there's, it's too good to be true. But the thing with these projects is, or these opportunities is, follow the rules. If the rule, you know what I mean? They they spell it all out. I mean, you just have to look at it from, from the other perspective. Mm-hmm. Yes, it sounds crazy that they're giving away free land. Mm-hmm. But from the other side of things, it makes complete sense for them to offer a program like this. Right, because the community is going to reap all the benefits. Right. And they need this. If they don't have people, they have nothing. They have no money. They have no nothing. It's like communities won't keep going. I think it's the same kind of thing with the uh, training program that we offer. Mm, Yes. People think the exact same thing. It's like, well, why do you offer this for free? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So, and and if you don't know what, if you mm -hmm. don't know what we do or anything like that, we flip land. So we buy properties, buy pieces of land Mm -hmm. off market, and then we sell them on market. So we're buying and selling land. We're holding these things normally for 90 days or under, and we're trying to double our money on each and every one of these deals. But we have a community where we've got land flippers and brand new and experienced land flippers in our community, but we have an entirely free training program within that community that we give away for free. You know, if you go elsewhere, you might pay three to $5,000 for a training program like this. Right. But but it's the same kind of thing though. Like they're giving the land away for free because they're going to reap benefits. Now it's a mutually beneficial situation because the people who are getting the land for free are also reaping a huge benefit. It's the same with the course. Like if someone takes our free course, our course at no cost, Mm -hmm. they're going to reap huge benefits, but we will too, hopefully. Right. Right. Yeah. So So, we've got a lot of ways to to actually work with our students, partner with them on mm -hmm. deals. uh, And also we have some uh, higher end mentorship programs and things like that, if they were interested in going that route. But so I know that we will stand to benefit from giving away this this you know training program for free. So it just it just makes sense. It's a it's the exact same concept. Mm-hmm. Now talking about our free community, mm-hmm. which by the way you can find it at oh, yeah. landconquest.com. That's just landconquest.com. You go there, and that will get you into the free community. And then when you click on the classroom section, you will see the training program that we're talking about that 
we're giving away for entirely for free. So it'll show you exactly how to do this land flipping business, how to buy and sell land. Um, the other thing that I've got in the classroom section, which I don't want you to overlook, is our monthly income reports that we do. Now, for the past couple of years, I've been doing an income report every single month where I list exactly the revenue that we're taking in in our land flipping business, profit we made that month, each and every deal that we did, like what we bought it for, what we sold it for, how much profit we made on that deal, return on, on investment, all kinds of notes. So very, very extensive. I think it's like each one of those reports is something like five to 7,000 words, something like that. So, so definitely check that out if you're interested in seeing, you know, kind of what's possible within this business. Yeah, if you're if this piques your interest at all, just dive into it and just start watching and reading and everything. I think you'll get pretty excited pretty quickly, or at least you'll know if this is for you or not. Go down the rabbit hole, as yeah. I would say. Yeah, exactly. Seriously, though, you know. But something else we do in our community. Oh, about uh, the questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Normally, yes. you introduce the sections. Or, yeah. Oh, or that's, segment, that's so I'm like. That's that's, that's why I, I just forgot that part. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the next segment of the podcast here is where we handpicked four different questions from our community. These are actual questions by community members over the past week here. And we've picked four interesting ones, and then we answer them on the podcast. So just as a reminder, if you are in our community and you would like to get featured on your podcast, ask an interesting question, and maybe we'll answer it here. Or not interesting questions. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no limitations here. Or any sort of praise for me. I generally try to cherry pick oh. those ones out and, and highlight them. So That's wonderful. What a, what a great guy. Okay. We're going to start with Juan's question. He says, accounting software for land business. As the end of the year approaches, I'm starting to organize my finances. What software do you folks use to keep track of land acquisitions, resale invoices, vendors, salaries paid through platforms, etc.? Okay. So I uh, picked that one out, but uh, you're the one that should answer that question. <laughs> that was funny. I was like, wait. Okay. So a couple of things. Uh, QuickBooks. I think there's people who use FreshBooks, I think. I don't know. I would just stick with QuickBooks because I use QuickBooks online. You can start with the the lowest level one, you know, that's there. Uh, I don't know. I think it's pretty easy to use. And even if it's not intuitive, you can, there's so many YouTube videos, but before you purchase it, two things, they normally run, if I remember correctly, some sort of promotion stuff, like towards the beginning of the year. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is that if you have a CPA or a tax professional, a lot of times they can, you can go under their link and they can get it to you at a discount. Mm. Okay. So something to check out. That's interesting. So basically you're saying that's the industry standard. Yeah. Like why mess with <laughs> Yeah, it's expensive and they keep raising it and stuff, but mm. it's kind of one of those expenses that you just kind of... And most of the accountants mm. and bookkeepers and CPAs, they all want you to be on QuickBooks anyhow, don't they? They yeah. feel most, most comfortable with and it. And then anytime you need to do reports, it's, it's standard. You know, everyone knows that one. When I get a report that someone did on like their... A spread, like a spreadsheet or something, I have to like re kind of align my brain to it because I like to just see the QuickBooks ones. Mm, okay. And they also just redid like a new update where it looks less mechanical. I don't like it. I mm. like the old school one where it's just like ledgers and everything. Is it just because you were used to that? That's exactly it because I don't like change. Okay. Do you have a great deal under contract? We'll submit it to partnerwithpete.com. The Partner with Pete program is a deal funding program where we will actually use our funds to complete the purchase of the property. We will do every other step of the process, including the due diligence, the transaction side, the marketing side, and the transaction on the resale side. And when all the dust settles, we will split the profits 50-50. There is no downside for you as an investor, only upside. So once again, go to partnerwithpete.com, submit your deal there, and let's get it funded. 
So anyways, I, so, but if you're just coming into it and you don't want the, something as crazy, maybe that's it. And then they have quick start guides. So it'll ask you the questions and walk you through it. So I, I think I would just go with that. What did everyone in the group say or the community? Remember? I didn't even, and I didn't read the respo- responses at all. So. Well, that's helpful. No, <laughs> I, I'm just I kidding. just had time to cook the question. <laughs> and browser, so. That's funny. Um, I would, I think most people would say that. Like I said, there's other ones, but it's just that it's just not industry standard. Okay, so next question comes from Jack, and his little icon is a little cute baby, by the way. Okay. And it says, Realtor, once you turned over your property to your realtor to sell, how often do you follow up? Every day, Jack. <laughs> 24, 20 times a day. No, go on. Yeah, well, I'm Good sure morning, that there morning. are some investors do oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't get you very far. I mean, really, a week to 10 days, I think, is pretty standard. I mean, a week is even kind of like, it's a little bit, little bit much. Mm-hmm. I'd say every 10 days is pretty pretty good cadence to I check in. I think an important thing is set the expectation. Mm-hmm. If you're someone that needs that reinforcement more often, I think say, hey, would it be okay if I check in with you on yeah. Mondays? I like to stay, you know, but you need to trust that they're going to do their job or don't choose them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. also if they're not doing their job, that's okay too. You could say, hey, I don't think so. But hopefully right. you... Right. You know, but set the expectation. Know how you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you might actually, there's been a few times you're like, this. I don't need daily updates from an agent. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? I know. And then there's other times you're like, they haven't contacted me. You know what I mean? Like, I got to follow up. So set the expectation up front. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Justin says, um, assessed value. I've heard and always thought that the assessed value is not something that is reliable for pricing. However, what do you tell potential sellers when they are insisting that they want to sell for at least the assessed value? I don't believe the property is worth the assessed value and can't offer that high. Anyone have tips for negotiating that price down? This comes up a lot. You know, the assessed value in some areas, the assessed, the assessed value is actually market value. Mm -hmm. I'm like, they get pretty close on these assessed values. In a lot of areas, there's really not a lot of correlation and, you know, it just depends on how good and bad. Yeah. It just depends how that area does that, you know, their calculations Mm -hmm. and how they base their taxes and everything like that. So we do run into a lot of sellers that, for whatever reason, they want the assessed value because they're convinced that that's the market value. So in those situations, it's just simply a matter of educating. And some people, you're not going to change their mind. Like, you know, the bottom line is you can pay, you know, you'll be able, you'll figure out a price that makes sense for you to buy this property for, that you could pay for this property and justify why that is. And, you know, maybe talk about uh, the challenges with the property and let them know what you can pay for it. And the bottom line is either they're going to go for it or they won't. You're not going to strong arm someone into changing their mind about that. It's just, you know, I know that some sellers get that locked in their head. So, you know, just educating them though first, you know, like, hey, if you put this on the market, you know, the assessed value has nothing to do with the actual market value. So, And they're either going to be open to it or not. Mm -hmm. And if they're just not, then just move on. Yeah. And it works the other way sometimes too. So Mm -hmm. sometimes uh, on the other side of things, like uh, sellers are just happy to get the assessed value and market value may be quite a bit more. I like this one. Tyler says, getting a dilapidated trailer removed. Dilapidated. Okay. I like okay. that word. I have an accepted offer on a 66 acre buy for 5,000 and sell for 15. The catch is there is a dilapidated trailer on the property that needs to be removed. The seller is firm on the 5K as is. Does anyone have any advice on how to get a trailer removed for an inexpensive amount? Any help would be greatly appreciated. I guess it depends how bad this trailer is, mm-hmm. first of all. But I'm just saying it's, it's, you know, if it's completely dilapidated and just just junk. I have bought a bunch of properties like that. We bought properties. They have like a junk mobile home or camper on there or something like that. And we have 
never gotten them removed. Just We've always them. sold yeah. them with it. And I don't know what it is. You would think that, you know, we'd be able to increase the value a lot by, by removing it or whatever, but it seems to almost garner a little bit more attention when it has an old mobile home on it. Do you think people think, oh, I'm getting a steal because it's got this old mobile home on it? Mm-hmm. Like they see that and they think, it's kind of like someone will see a fix it, a house that really needs a lot of work and they'll still pay over what they right. should because it's like, but it's a work, it's a diamond <laughs> yeah. in the rough. Yeah. So I think that sometimes, you know, maybe some people fix up these mm-hmm. mobile homes, even if they're in bad shape. Sometimes they may be thinking, okay, well, at least it's, you know, at least I could put a mobile home on here. Maybe it's easier to replace a mobile home than it is to just start from scratch, you know? So you mm-hmm. have those type of situations as well. As well. But I've, I've never... And I, we've sold, bought and sold a bunch of properties with the old, junky mobile homes, and we've just always sold them with it, and it's never been a problem. Do you think there's a risk that they get stuck? Like, get I guess, stuck inside? Well, I guess, no, no, I guess I <laughs> get stuck inside of it. I don't know. You like, mean can't get it off the property or something? Like, or like that they have like they're not going to be able to sell it because everyone will want it removed. Have you ever had a situation where they've? No, I've had people ask for it, and then we counter back and say, "No, we're not going to remove it." Mm-hmm. So we're not in the area. We can't remove it. But, you know, worst case scenario, there are scrap places that will, you know, come and cut it up and then take the scrap metal and that type of thing. But you're probably going to pay for it, Mm -hmm. you know. So I guess I just worry because it's like 15,000 total sale price. Like there's not a lot Mm -hmm. of movement there. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about it too no. much. No, yeah, it sounds like it. You're like it's just not that mm-hmm. big of a deal. Yeah, and at that price range, maybe someone who's buying it for fifteen thousand might think like, oh yeah, I can scrap it out or I yeah. can. Yeah, is that the last question? Yes, I know. Okay, wow. This was like the shortest podcast ever. Yeah, not the shortest podcast, but one of our shortest podcasts. Right, not the sh- one of ours. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, yes. we're generally at an hour or so. Yeah, I guess just not as long winded today. You were yeah. you controlled yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm normally the big talker, right? <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So where can everyone find you? Well, best place to find us is landconquest.com. But if you're looking on social media, mm-hmm. find me at at partner with Pete. Partner so with that's Pete. partner with Pete. And you can find me on TikTok and Instagram there as well. If you are a land investor looking to mm-hmm. buy and sell land, mm-hmm. uh, we have a, a program called partner with Pete. That's where that handle Instagram handle comes from. It's just partner with Pete.com. And the program is really innovative. Mm-hmm. Basically you find the deal as a land investor. And once you have a property under contract, you submit it on that site, partner with Pete.com. And then uh, instantly we get a notification. We take a look at the property within 24 hours, unless it's the weekend, you know, we will let you know if it's a deal that we can fund or not. And when I say fund, meaning we'll agree to uh, use our funds to actually buy the property and uh, do everything else in the, in the whole process, like all the due diligence, all the research, if it needs brush clearing, if it needs a survey, we'll pay for that out of pocket. And um, then when it sells, we split the profits 50-50. They can focus on finding the deals and you take it from there. As the investor, you focus on mm-hmm. finding the deals. And you know what the coolest part about that is from the investor's perspective mm-hmm. is that there is no downside. Meaning you bring a deal, I agree to fund it. Even if we were to lose money, it's it's my loss, not your loss as the investor. So I think that's a, a pretty cool aspect from, from that side of things. So, And we just had an investor that brought us a deal and we sold it within about a month. And they made it one hundred sixty-five thousand dollars. Not bad, huh? Yeah, yeah, pretty, and, good, pretty and good payday. They get to use. I mean, they're pretty much just using our team of experts to handle everything. Yeah, so they we don't handle it. Our team it takes the baton and runs with it. We do everything from you know everything from any of the, the transactions, both on the buy and the sell. 
the marketing and uh, finding the agent and uh, communicating with them, negotiating the deal, everything that goes mm-hmm. along with the process. So Pretty cool. And then where is the training program again? Oh, training program, just go to landconquest.com and then you'll see it there in the classroom section of the community. Well, awesome. Well, that's it. So uh, f- go out and get your free land. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and let us know if you do. Like yes, if you get more know. details or if you find other ones, let us know. I want to see pictures of your house that you built there. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Invite cool. us for dinner. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Ready to start turning profit yourself? Head to turningprofit.com to step up your real estate investing game. See you on the next episode.